What up wankers, it's Andy of the One Up Pod and welcome to the third episode of Games Master Revisited, our fortnightly look at the classic Channel 4 video game series, Games Master. I'm joined once again by Chip. Hello. Uh, how are you doing this week, Chip? Oh, I'm, I'm good, I'm salivating at the uh, thought of being able to talk about what happened in this episode. Try to think of what you're actually salivating about, but we'll get to <laughs> it, I'm sure. I'm not doing salivation watch this week. Oh god no, just be like a camera on me all the time until we record. <laughs> So yeah, um, before we actually get started on the episode, it's time for yet another correction section. In last week's correction, well, not last week, but you know, the last correction section, I suggested Chip's reference to Mark Orange was confusing Mark Owen and Jason Orange of Take That Firm. Uh, Wrongly, wrongly. uh, Yeah, Chip insisted he meant Mark Orange. So, So I said I'd come back with some information on Mark Orange, and I have it. (laughs) Courtesy of MarkOrange.com. Mark Orange is a visual artist from Belfast, Northern Ireland, I living and working in New York since 1999. Know, yeah. His work in audio, video, photography and installation has exactly. been showed at galleries internationally, including Artist Space, Swiss, Swiss, Swiss Institute, <laughs> Participant Inc. and the Anthology Film Archives in yep. New York, as well as Overgarden, Copenhagen, Temple Bar Gallery Dublin, Cornell University Ithaca yeah. and Model Arts I am going to skip because there's a fucking lot of waffling here. <laughs> what more do you need to say? Like, this is Mark Orange in the flesh or in the yeah, pill. Well, <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just wrap it up here with Mark Orange's work has been written and about in publications including Art Forum, Art Monthly, Contemporary, Time Out New York, Circa, The Guardian, The Irish Times and The Sunday Times. In 2011, he was selected as one of the representative artists of the new millennium for the publication Creative Island, the visual arts. So there you go, Mark Orange. Thank you. I stand corrected, Chip. Yeah, you're forgiven. Dominic Diamond is definitely like that. <laughs> Games Master Series 1, Episode 3, first aired on the 21st of January 1992. When the episode starts, Dominic Diamond asks us to expose our genitals to him. He sure does. It opens <laughs> It opens with it. It's just yep. the first thing. Apropos of nothing, he said, I know it's cold out there, but if you stick your chilly bits out in front of this show, you'll fall out in no time. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know why this show would make you... Four? Your hypothermic genitals better. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Is it... The, the show's hot, so it, it would... It would unfreeze you like I, I don't understand that church doesn't look warm no it looks, it looks the opposite. freezing in there yeah yeah i'm not putting my chilly bits in that church no it's like it's i think maybe he's making up for last week where it took ages for him to get to a knob joke now he's just like you know what i'm not going to be held back anymore i'm gonna <laughs> i'm letting this out that was definitely his his intentions going into this episode yeah <laughs> he he felt like he was being like gagged last week i guess <laughs> And now he's just—he's not going to be censored. God damn it! So, without further ado, we get to our first challenge. And I did notice a butt plug. Hey. Games Master was talking. This get the the game for this week was Mega Man Two, the Heatman level. Mua calls it Heatman because he's got another <laughs> this weird fucking thing where he calls like these names as if they're surnames. He did it with Sonic Blast Man last week as well. The challenge is uh, three minutes or less complete the level, basically, and. This is a good one because Mega Man games are fucking difficult. So like, I was quite excited when I heard about this because, like, just try sorry, it. See sorry, it. Andy. I, I need to interrupt you here. Just before we get to this challenge, you, you've, you've missed two crucial things here. Oh. <laughs> because, firstly, 
as we go to Games Master, Dominic Diamond says he's delivering tips and reviews to that matronly bosom of your living room. Uh, this is in like 30 seconds of the chilly bits thing. Uh, and then he describes it as a cybernetic pleasure dome. Shit, you're right. So, I forgot to make notes of that. Yeah, it, that's the thing. It, it, it just happens in the first 30 seconds. So it, you could blink and miss it. But if you're paying attention to these things like I am now, because that's all I can see in the show... I was just I to, this, this episode took me about an hour and a half to watch because I kept having to pause it and make notes on all these <laughs> things that he said. This is in the opening. They get these three different things. What is a cybernetic pleasure dome? Stop it, Dominic. I, I, that's a bit weird as well because like the games master only invites kids in there. <laughs> God. No, I think it's got to be a reference to the the butt plug, right? Like we're not the only ones that can see it. Dominic's in it, and that's why it's the, the cybernetic pleasure dome, right? I'd assume so. It's like, yeah. I feel like the, the the genital, the frozen genitals bit kind of threw me, so I was kind of like, <laughs> I didn't catch the rest of it, but you were absolutely right. It comes back, it's coming back to me like immediately. Yeah. yeah you did call it that. And I, I don't even want to get into matrony bosom of your living room. I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. I, 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 just, I just can't. I just can't. That, that's, that's between him and his psychologist. So let's not get into that. Sorry, so, yeah, carry on. I just, I just had to make note of those. No, that's, no, thank you for bringing that up because that feels like that would have been a missed opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, Mega Man. So, yeah, that, so Mega Man and Heatman, as his mother calls him, when he's in trouble. That's three shows in a row where the first challenge has been a platformer, which I think is kind of interesting. Not, not. Interesting, interesting, but it's a pattern, at the very least. <laughs> it, it was the early 90s. The platformer was still like a massively popular genre. Like every other game released was a platformer. So it does make sense that it's, it's going to be represented a bit more than most other genres. Yeah. And I was interested to see where they go this week as well, because uh, obviously we had Sonic and Mario in the first two episodes. So it was like, well, what other kind of gaming icons are there? And I think they did good with Mega Man. That's a good choice. He's like a B tier icon, but yeah. like he doesn't belong to a certain platform, although he did. For a long time, belonged to Nintendo, sort of, just because that's just the way things shook with Capcom. But mm. kind of cool to see a non-mascot character come up finally. It's, it's a notoriously tricky game, right? So I was nervous about this challenge from the get-go. Yeah, it's fucking hard. I think I've rage quit every Mega Man game I've played. <laughs> so, like, Godspeed to whatever kid came out right now to do this fucking thing. <laughs> After setting up the challenge, uh, Dominic once again asks the, the audience to give the contender a succulent welcome. He did it again! He did it again! What the is, fuck? Is this just going to be a thing going forward? Cause I, I hope not. I'm still kind of into it because I just want to <laughs> see whether the audience can achieve it at some point. Because again, I don't think they did. I feel like this was again a very overcooked welcome, if anything. Wasn't wet enough. The contender was uh, Nick Kerncroft from Muswell Hill. <laughs> this was very funny because, like, almost <laughs> immediately, Nick admits he doesn't like Mega Man like Two. <laughs> <laughs> Every other kid in this so far has been a big fan of the game. This kid just straight up said, "I don't like this game." I've, I've only like, played it where once before. Where the fuck did they find you? <laughs> What the fuck? I kind of love it, to be honest. And that just made me more nervous as well. I was like, all right, it's a difficult game anyway, but they've got someone who doesn't actually like it who's going to try and do this challenge. Maybe yeah, he was like he... a substitute or something for the actual Mega Man expert. It feels like it must have been. The kid like must have just bottled it or something or he got sick. Like, yeah, why would you bring this kid in? <laughs> he's not He's not a great advertisement for Mega Man 2. What are you doing? 
it got me thinking as well is like what would my uh what would my challenge be like what game would it be if it was like a non-favorite and i had to do a challenge on it and then i just kind of realized that that's basically me playing horror games on stream because i I don't want to do that but it it happens anyway yeah i'd probably i'd probably have to play something like fucking mortal kombat like Mm. a new one like cannot cannot pass those games at all (laughs) so so, are you a big fan of mortal kombat am i fuck dominic (laughs) (laughs) this is going to be terrible for everybody (laughs) It does feel. I was wondering whether he said that just because, like, he was tempering expectations a little bit. He's like, oh, you know, clever. Let's not pull our dicks out immediately because <laughs> you know it might go horribly wrong. Well, not in this like, church. It's cold and they're already chilling. <laughs> <laughs> so, as the, before the challenge starts, we go to the commentary booth, and Dominic is joined by Julian Jazz Rignall. I thought this was interesting because in episode one, Dominic called him Julian Jazza Rignall, and oh. I thought that was odd because. In the magazines, they always referred to him as Jazz. He never went by Jazza. So maybe uh, Dom got a, a note after episode one that he'd, he'd misnamed Julian Jazz. <laughs> Should have had his own correction segment where he put that right. Yeah, well, he doesn't want to draw attention to that. It just there seemed to be a bit more tension between the two, maybe. Because... Well, I, yeah, that came across as well. Because Dominic asked him if Jazz has got any tips. And all he says is you need lightning quick reflexes and a bit of luck. Those aren't tips, Jazz. That's not helpful. Anything can happen if you have luck. I could win the lottery. I could beat a bear in a fight. Like, that's not <laughs> helpful. Tell me how to beat the bear. Give me the numbers. Come on. This you is need to not... be quick to beat the bear. Oh, great. I'll just do that then. No problem. I'll just outmaneuver the bear. And then hopefully I'll get lucky. <laughs> and then that's it. Thank you, Jazz. You're earning your money there. <sighs> so yeah, like almost immediately, Nick has a rough time with this game. Oof. He takes like a hit pretty much straight away. Yeah. But... Thankfully, in this, unlike Mario and Sonic, Mega Man actually has a, an energy bar. That's kind of one thing that differentiates him because it is a it's a platform shooter, so mm. it's not quite as um, unforgiving, I guess, in this sense anyway. In every other sense, it's just an absolute kick in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> At least it gives him a fighting chance. As I wrote that note, he took a hit almost immediately afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> I think I actually gasped like, out loud at the second one because I was like, oh no! Like, Fucking hell, Nick, what are you doing? I know you don't <laughs> like this game, but Jesus... Make me oh. nervous. But then he nailed the first invisible block section where like you're jumping but you don't know if a block's gonna appear. It's like a yeah. leap of faith. So I'm guessing this is kind of where the luck comes into it. <laughs> it's just a really cruel bit of game design, but he he did that, he did a good job. Yeah, he looked like he was at least prepared for that to happen and knew kind of he, he got most of them right because he, he got most of the timing. So I feel like he must have played that level at least once before yeah he he did a good job like he yeah, he was yeah. obviously he, he obviously played the game quite a bit because he knew what to expect he just didn't like what he played <laughs> fair <laughs> enough you know I, I i played mega man again and i wouldn't say i'm a fan of them so i i understand this kid like on a deep level and he, he struggled with the second set of invisible invisible blocks he took uh, more hits after this mm-hmm. he was about halfway through the challenge at this point and he had just over half his health and that, this is <sighs> It was really fucking nervous <laughs> at this point. <laughs> and then just kind of out of nowhere, like completely unassumingly, he just fell into a gaping chasm and died. And yep. boom, challenge over. Done. Opening on a failure is quite a bold move. Yeah, especially for, from last time as well, when we had sort of like, you know, a confident Sonic kid to this. It's yeah, a, it was a, such a downer. Big contrast, really. It's, yeah. It kind of threw me. I was like... Give, give, put me in a weird headspace at first. I was like, oh no, we've, we've failed. What's going to happen now? Because <laughs> like the last, okay, episode one, 
everybody passed. Episode two, first two guys passed, the last guy failed. So far, it's been resoundingly a successful run. So opening with a failure just felt like just putting like a curse on things. <laughs> I was nervous. And especially considering the circumstances where it's not his favourite game. Like from the start, you're like, oh no, this this could, this is going to go badly, isn't it? This isn't going to be a good one. And he like... It just feels like he was kind of forced into it, maybe by his parents. And I know I told you I wasn't going to, you know, give you any more libelous comments to cut out. But... That's all I'm saying. And then next up was the review section, which has been a mixed bag so far on the show. Like, yeah, the first, the I feel like the first week was really strong with our boy Radeon. Oh. And the second week was a bit of a mess with Dave McCandless just not giving a shit about what he was doing. <laughs> Once again, it's got a theme. This time it's racing games. Um, I'm on record as not being a big racing game fan, like other than even despite the fact I picked uh, Horizon, not Horizon, fucking Forza Horizon 5 as my game of the year last year. Yeah. Mostly, I don't like racing games that much. <laughs> so this will be a fun one for me. Well, again, sorry, and I'll have to interrupt here because I feel like we need to cover what Dominic said before we got into this section as he was introducing it as well. So he talked about these games blistering the fingers of children nationwide. And maybe I'm just reading a bit too much into that one, but I think you could misconstrue that as something, you know, saucy. Um, and then he also talks about shifting your gear stick, which I think is a bit on the nose. My notes have really dropped the ball on Dominic. Maybe I'm just <laughs> numb to him now. Like, <laughs> and I'm on it. I'm like, you know, focused I'm on glad that. You're, I'm glad you're, fo- you're on the ball on this one because I just completely fucking... I didn't even pick up on those ones. Fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. That sounds in character for Dominic yeah. Diamond, though, to yeah. be fair. Mm-hmm. So at least he's on form. He's like really on form. <laughs> Too on form. <sighs> Yeah, first up for review was uh, Lotus Turbo Challenge 2 on the Amiga. Uh, Duncan McDonald from Zero Magazine loved it. Dan Kelly, regular dude, said it got a bit boring. It was more for the novice driver. Uh, Math Evans of Amiga Format said it's pretty easy and it's ultimately just another racing game. Like, it's no Radeon this week, sadly. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I don't care. Yeah, I'm bereft of Radeon once again. It's... <laughs> It's a shame. Sincerely, like, daft name aside, like, I, I do think Radeon's been the best one for reviewing. Like, he's on the ball. He knew what he was talking about. He was fair to to an extent. Yeah. Like, just, he just, he was just happened to be called Radeon, which is kind of hard to <laughs> take seriously sometimes. I think that is why I remember him more than anything else, to be honest. But yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's our boy. Hashtag bring back Radeon. <laughs> Release the Radeon Cup. They can't do anything about that now. The show has been done for, like fucking 30 years or something <laughs> so yeah um, Lotus Turbo Challenge 2 got a 68% so close so, so close. close so close maybe they it was that and then they were like Dominic no just we'll, we'll knock that down 1% a bit. come on what, what could they do that make it 1% better because we know these we know these vague numbers is completely fucking made up like <laughs> rounded up numbers make sense to me but this 68 what, what's the fucking difference between 68 and 69% yeah, it's like, do they no one can individually give a review and then they just like do what we do when we do reviews and just add it t- together sort of thing? Or I, I, I feel like know. even then, like they'd mostly come up to like nice round numbers. Maybe, I don't know. It, it's the early 90s, it was a dark time. Yeah, I, I've never liked percentages. I'll just say that now, like three weeks in, don't like percentages as a reviewing <laughs> metric. <laughs> well, this is going to be a tough section for you going forwards. Yeah. So n- next is uh, Formula One Grand Prix on the Amiga again. Dave Kelly said it was very sophisticated, one for the serious gamer. 
he was he was giving off big gatekeeper vibes for me in this section like as far as like racing games goes like just wind it in come on dave is he the one that said absolutely smart with a capital s it's just like being there no duncan mcdonald he said that yeah <sighs> jesus christ math evans said it was fast and plays well duncan mcdonald yeah he he said like it was just like being there and i assume the only time he's ever been to a grand prix was when someone threw like a fistful of pesticide in his eyes <laughs> it's not like being there is it duncan really what what the fuck? There's like literally no textures. It does show us that critics have been pulling that shit since the dawn of time. Like, oh, it's just like being there. Even if it's blatantly false, it's just that's a bunch of polygons like moving slowly around a track. That's not the Grand Prix, is it? Come on. But like it's it's the first part of that sentence that's got me absolutely smart with a capital S. Like, I don't know what that means. It just yeah, oh. how, how does a racing game be smart anyway, like I know there's certain levels of sophistication in like things like Gran Turismo, but I still wouldn't say that's a smart, a smart game. Like <laughs> with a capital S, with, with a capital, capital oh, S. Fuck off. Like that, that makes it like why don't you just say in all caps? Or something? Yeah, I'd, I'd get that kind of. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, yeah. Duncan tried my patience there a little bit. I, I wrote a whole paragraph complaining about him. <laughs> I don't like that I'm finding issues with these reviewers every week. There's been at least two now that have made me quite upset, and I'm not happy about this. Just give me Radeon for for all of the games. That's all I want. Yeah, I don't know what Radeon's been doing, but hopefully he's recorded other episodes because I'm going to need some Radeon soon. (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) go mental. With all the incredible realism on display, Formula One Grand Prix got 89%. Considering how weirdly overpraised that was, I expected that to land in the 90s, but I guess some arbitrary thing cost it a percentage <laughs> one of the reviewers only gave it smart with a small s it's all about the spelling <laughs> fucking hell so uh, the final game for review was outrun europa for the master system now i remember outrun and i remember the master system both very well <laughs> i do remember that dominic i did make this note dominic introduces this one by saying bringing up the derriere oh i missed i missed that one yeah, yeah he said this one's bringing up the derriere like just you didn't need to say that. No, no, it didn't. <laughs> I mean, at least it's a different part of the body this time. Yeah, a bit of anal sex instead of <laughs> wanking. Growth, that's what this is. Yeah, it's a couple of stages of progression there. Yeah. So, yeah, Math, he said it's fun, but the Master System isn't really built to handle races, but again emphasises that it's fun. Whereas Duncan, Duncan concedes it doesn't look great, given that it's a Master System title. But he says it's a nice game. He says, again, he says it's fun. At this point, I was like, oh, that's kind of good. They are taking into account the limitations of the hardware, but kind of trying to review it contextually as what how a game on that system would handle. Because uh, I always think context matters. Like, it depends. Yeah. You have to take into account what you're playing on, how you're playing, things like that. That should determine how high a score you give a game. And then they gave it 52 fucking percent. <laughs> and that, that kind of fucked me off a bit because they, they both admitted that it's a fun game. You do not... There's, there's no rational universe where you give a game that's fun 52%. That just tells me that they put way too much stock in, like, presentation for their scores, which is, again, weird because, like, well, yeah, that thing about fucking the Grand Prix game being like, like you're being there, that's what it is. They, they care about how advanced the game looks not how fun it is to play. Yeah. And I'm not saying give this 90% or even like 70%. Like if like a low 60s would have been fine. Just bang on 60. That'd be, that feels fair. Like this just feels, it felt a bit 
like they were penalizing the game for being on like an 8-bit console yeah, it was quite a contrast wasn't it because they're saying quite positive things about it and then they're like nah 52 percent it's like oh oh okay that doesn't seem as good as you made it out to be yeah because like the past two weeks i feel like the reviews corresponded with the scores they were given like it all yeah. felt it lined up whereas everything felt wrong about this week it just Bring back Radeon again, please. <laughs> That'll make everything better. He'll fix this. He'll fix this goddamn mess. <laughs> and next up was our feature of the week. And this was surprising because the first two weeks we had a hardware feature. And I was expecting, well, we both were expecting this to kind of carry on. Well, you did say last time that you were curious to see how long this would last and that because they did three pieces of hardware in the first two episodes. All of it seemed really shit, especially the Sega action chair. So <laughs> <laughs> I think they just came to the same conclusion that we did. It was like, this is not working. We can't keep doing this. We need something new. And I think this is better. Like a new game section, I think it works a lot better. I was, wasn't expecting to run out of steam that quickly, but like, <laughs> I guess there's only so many times you can talk about foot pedal. So, yeah, I, so this, instead this week we got a game preview, which is kind of cool, actually. I, yeah. I, I liked this idea. The game of choice was uh, Dune from Virgin Games. Ian Mathias from Virgin Games was here to talk about the upcoming release and hype it up a bit. And that's kind of cool because now we have YouTube, we've got Twitch, we can get our previews, we can get, get a sense of how a game looks and feels quite easily, just at the push of a button. Whereas back in the early 90s, you basically had to just trust that a magazine wasn't going to completely fob you off. <laughs> Whereas with Games Master, you can see a game in motion. I always remember being re finding it really helpful watching Games Master get a sense of what a game is going to be like. And th that's that was the case with Dune here. I don't remember this game that well. I remember Dune 2, which came out the same fucking year <laughs> that this one came out. Because that basically created the real-time strategy genre. And like when you basically define an entire genre, one of my favorite genres, it's kind of hard to compare. So it's understandable why this one kind of faded. But as I was watching, it, I was like, oh, I kind of, I'd kind of like to play this, even yeah, though it's it like cool, very old it? now. Yeah, it looks it looked really nice. I love pixel art in general. This looks like a gorgeous looking game. Yeah, we should uh, maybe try and emulate this at some point. I'd like to give it a go because it looked like a game from about four or five years, like from 1992 as well. Like I was really really impressed with it. Yeah, the, the graphics are beautiful, really. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, a Dune game. Who doesn't want to play a Dune game? That sounds really cool. I did, um, <laughs> from Ian, I got, yeah, like, big Garth Marenghi vibes, though, from him. I think it was just the way he spoke. but And the it, angle he was sat at. It was yes. Big dark, it, was like, yeah. it looked like he was wearing a turtleneck or something. <laughs> it was a whole black background behind him, and he was kind of looking forehead, giving the most prominence to the camera. <laughs> and and it, it, yeah, it, it was quite intense, fellow. Yes, yeah, and I think his explanation of interactive movies, games, didn't help as well because he was like, oh yeah, this is an interactive movie, which is basically like a movie that you interact with. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Ian, for that. Thank you for that explanation. I needed to know what that was. I feel like this was this was in the days before video game PR companies had a really big presence, so they didn't have anybody to write some copy for him. So he was just kind of <laughs> blagging as he went along. That's fair. I've done that before many times. So yeah. Many times on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm doing it all the time. <laughs> also, the price of the game, twenty five ninety nine. For a new game. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's the Amiga for you. Like, oh. A lot of the time, that's really nice pricing. It's just the, the actual computer itself cost a fucking fortune. 
Also an interesting just to look at like what a wild time game development was in the 90s. They just developed two whole fucking games for this IP in a single year. It's like, it reminded me of how like the Tomb Raider series just kind of churned out sequels like year after year. Mm. Whereas now we have to wait like four years for like a sequel to come out. It's a really different era now. Yeah, and like the money that games cost as well. Like this. Yeah. That, I mean, the industry's just changed so, so much in the last, well, yeah, 20, 30 years. But yeah, it's, it's really cool to see. It's really cool to see how games have gone from where they started to this like huge industry that it is now. Things like this is why I wanted to do Games Must Revisited, just getting a, like a little snapshot of what a completely different world it was in the 90s. Yeah. Some people won't have been around for this era. <laughs> Let's so not talk about know. them, I hate them. Yeah, fucking goddamn kids. <laughs> what are you listening to this for? Bastards. <laughs> So, yeah, this section was actually beneficial to the average gamer. Like, mm, even yeah. if it was nowhere near as entertaining as the last two hardware features, which <laughs> were unbelievably fucking naff, this felt helpful. Like, I, I, if I was a kid, well, obviously I was a kid when this came out. <laughs> if I, I saw that I, and I had an Amiga, I would have wanted to get Dune as soon as it came out because of because of this. Well, I mean, I don't have an Amiga now and I want to play it, so it must have done a good job. Yeah, more of this and less doll heads on Game Boys and <laughs> the Sega Action Chair. Actually, no, bring back the Sega Action Chair. Do a challenge in the Sega Action Chair. <laughs> Please. Oh, this Let's isn't my favourite piece of hardware, but I'm going to do it anyway. It's time for the Celebrity Challenge. Oh, like, yeah. I always enjoy a good Celebrity Challenge. This week, it's Pro Tennis Tour 2, which was released on home computers in 1991. I believe this was the Amiga version because it actually looked nice. <laughs> most, <laughs> most home computer releases just look like shit. The challenge is basically just the first to win three games. And then, as Dominic was introducing the contestants, he said, <gasps> here to pound their balls across the baseline. <laughs> At least it contextually makes sense to the game this time, I guess. Like, Yeah, it didn't come out of nowhere, no, but it still surprised uh, me. Like, uh, I wrote that line in all caps. I was just like, good <laughs> God. Yeah, same. <laughs> For fuck's sake, Dominic. <sighs> I love you, man. It's no one like him. But yeah, he put us through it this episode. So first out was uh, Saeed Hersey. Um, he was up against uh, the former British ladies number one, Annabelle Croft. And there's a considerable difference between this week and last week. Uh, Saeed was very humble and he said it'd likely take luck to to win this one for him yeah yeah big difference between that knobhead last oh week oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's nice I'm, I'm glad we've got this this change now it, it's beneficial to the show i feel like i can root for this kid because yeah. he's 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 being honest like say yeah i might not win this like even though it's not an actual game of tennis I don't know how, but she knows the the ins and outs of this sport a lot better than I do, probably. <laughs> so hopefully, I just get a bit lucky and kill a bear. <laughs> yeah, thankfully Jazz wasn't here again giving tips. <laughs> <laughs> so Dom suggests that he needs to have a firm right hand. <laughs> yep, he sure did. Poor, poor lad. He'd had no idea how to react. <laughs> and I wouldn't either. I'd be like... What do you know about me? I'd be very uncomfortable me looking around for the nearest adult at that point. Help! The nearest adult is Dom. No! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Dominic takes us to the break and he promises us some new balls and soft forehands. Yeah, what? Uh, what? This was a tough one to pass. Like, I know, I know those are like things you would find in tennis, but I don't know how they relate to anything that's happening here. <laughs> he just wanted to say balls and hands and yeah, wanking. He's soft forehand just sounds like a floppy hand job or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just you wouldn't a... need new balls after that, would you? <sighs> it's just a 
doesn't it doesn't just make sense like, I, I, did I'm, they pick the tennis game just so he could do this i feel like they did <sighs> and i kind of wished there was an ad break on the video we watched just so i'd have time to recover yeah same <laughs> but i feel like as a kid you'd have that moment to like say i try to process this or just, <laughs> and ultimately coming up like i don't know what he's talking about <laughs> let's just watch the game the jokes were like are coming hard and fast here so to speak <laughs> uh, all right don't you start <laughs> there's just a lot of them though like it, it was like watching a rally in a game of tennis but exclusively for perverts <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah because then we get to our one problematic comment of the week bit as well oh yeah. oh my god there's yeah well, first of all there's the game starts there uh, tom watson from renegade games is back on commentary and this is his third appearance on commentary like annabelle starts strong she gets a shot past aid and then like you can take it away, Chip. Oh, thanks. Thanks for letting me do this bit. Um, <laughs> Dominic says, because uh, there's a female sprite in the game that I'm <laughs> playing as, and as they're playing the tennis match, Dominic says, oh, her skirt went up a bit there. That was pleasant. Yeah, mm. and then they did an action replay yep. of the skirt animation riding up. It was yep. like actual close-up, picture-in-picture kind of thing. Of just this oh. skirt riding up on this pixelated woman. <laughs> oh. like, I, I can handle Dominic's innuendos, but I really hope he doesn't become completely problematic throughout. I know there's going to be stuff, like we had one last week as well, but I just, oh, I don't want this. I don't want this 90s edge to come out too much, you know? I'm hoping not, because I want to think one of the big criticisms of Series 3 was that it got a bit too laddie. Uh. And that's something people, like, people didn't like. So I feel like... Th- Hopefully, it's just going to be like a sporadic thing until we get to that series, and then like we'll have to stomach that a lot. Look forward to that. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to series three. That I'll say that much. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's another time. So yeah, the, the skirt, <laughs> the upskirt, basically. Yeah, we had a digital upskirt. Is a very weird thing, but they, they they got past it pretty quick, thankfully. Thank God. After that slow motion replay, for no reason, there was nothing. It was even happening in the show. It wasn't like when she scarred. It's just, it was just a shot of the skirt. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, a, like a, a pretty fantastic rally starts up at this point, and Annabelle wants to get another shot past him, uh, so it's 30 love at this time. I kind of stopped keeping track of the score because I, I, I really have a hard time keeping track of scores in tennis, so I'm not <laughs> going to do that for much longer. Annabelle does seem to be having a really great time with this game. Like I feel like this is the most entertained I've seen a celeb so far. Yeah, she was well into it. She got a bit confident for a while. She was maybe staying a bit too close to the net, kind of trying to camping it out, and Saeed got a point on her. But Annabelle learnt from that mistake, and she got another shot past him pretty handily. The next shot was a fault. Like, I remember I just immediately had flashbacks to when I was playing tennis games on the Super Nintendo, how many times <laughs> I had faults and just getting furious of it. And then there was a short rally that ended with uh, Annabelle winning the first match. Uh, the next match starts with Saeed serving. Uh, Annabelle seemed a bit confused about where she was placed in the screen <laughs> at this point because once you get in a groove on a certain part of the screen, it is kind of jarring when you have to move to the other part. Yes. Uh, that was always my yeah. undoing in tennis games. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I think this is probably a, an indicator of the quality of the game as well, but you can hear them mashing the, the buttons as they're playing yeah. as well. Like I don't think there's much skill involved they're just trying to hit the ball as quick as possible it's placement and smashing the button at the right time basically yeah, there's not yeah. there's not a lot of uh, nuance in the controls yeah annabelle once again she scores after another rally saeed equalizes but annabelle gets her lead back pretty quickly and then she wins again second game now it's really stacked against saeed at this point 
and I, I, I was feeling bad for him. He was, he was possibly like, you know, probably fair of him to be humble at the start because if he was being a you know, big billy, big bollocks or whatever it is, fucking, <laughs> it'd been really embarrassing at this point. And then <laughs> the third game, I, I, I just summed it up in one line. Annabelle just fucking destroyed Saeed in this game. It oh, was just yeah. a clean run. And had the best time doing it as well. She was having a blast. She just wrecked his shit. <laughs> and she loved it. That was our first celebrity win so far, so that was yeah. kind of cool. Well, I think with an asterisk, though, the boxer could have won. Uh, the boxer could have won. He threw the game. We, that's our official <sighs> <Yeah>. stance. Yes. <laughs> Annabelle wasn't having any of it because like, <laughs> tennis is a sport with some integrity, so she was going to fucking wash this kid up and down the car. This nice, calm, quiet, not very confident child. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wish he had got at least one game in. Yeah, but he didn't. Just, he got wrecked. Just a clean sweep. It was a squash match. <laughs> Brock Lesnar versus John Cena. <laughs> just absolutely wrecked him. At this point, Dom seems to chicken out on a wank joke. He talks about Annabelle having some good a good time and then kind of trails off. Like is he, he got a bit afraid of doing an innuendo. Cause good. It's like, oh, it's like, yeah, don't. It's like, shit, I, can't, I can do this in front of kids and grown men. <laughs> I can't do this in front of a classy lady. At least he, he has self-control. He just doesn't choose to use it for a lot of this episode. <laughs> so it's nice to see. Uh, next was the consultation room, one of our favourite sections of the show. Yes. Uh, first up, a young girl was looking for help in one of Chip's favourite games, yeah! Alex the Kid. Alex the Kid, <laughs> yes. I was so happy to see that. I, I immediately wrote down Alex the Kid. Same. I, didn't, I didn't read anything else. I had to watch the section again. Yep, I was, I was dead excited. If you don't get this joke, listen to episode 8 of our main podcast series, uh, The Games That Made Us, uh, just to see why we keep calling him Alex the Kid. <laughs> it's a great episode, please listen to it. So basically, she wants to know how to find the secret room. And it, this is just one of the reasons why Alex the Kid does my head in. That's, there's no way you would have worked that out. Like, oh, you'd have to kind of jump in a like a kick a jump kick thing on a certain section of the screen just to break some blocks that don't look like blocks that would break. I know it's I know it's supposed to be a secret room and there should be some degree of like subterfuge involved, but like I'm already kind of fucked off of Alex Kid being really difficult. Sorry, <laughs> Alex the Kid for being difficult. So this was just another yeah, fuck that game. I mean it's a game where you have to beat the bosses by playing rock, paper, scissors, so yeah no. It's like the dark souls of Master System games, <laughs> Sure, why not? <laughs> I mean, I never made it this far. I never got to this yeah. level before. I so. don't remember this level. Yeah. No, no, this must be like at least level three because I never got that far into the game. <laughs> Next, a loud bespectacled boy showed up and he needed help with Cadaver from uh, uh, Bitmap uh, uh, Brothers. Uh, you may have missed the butt plug here as well. Just I wanted to point that out. If we, I know we're not on butt plug watch this week, but there was a butt plug here. I made one note of a butt plug and then I just kind of lost track. And I feel like I've become numb to butt plugs <laughs> no so, so. no not leaving that one but like i don't know maybe it's just me because maybe i'm more invested in the butt plugs now but like i feel like the butt plug animation has become more sophisticated it looks like they got a bigger butt plug budget so like a bp a bbpb if you will uh, it, it just are looked you, <laughs> sorry are you gonna make me watch again for the butt plugs to see if the animation is better and i have to watch Yes, back every time. And compare every the time. two animations. <laughs> it did. It looked like they got a graphical upgrade for the butt plugs. It did. Fucking hell. <laughs> I, I am going to have to look now and study this goddamn thing. Yep. <sighs> I'll never escape the butt plugs. I feel like Al Pacino <laughs> in Godfather Part 3 now. <laughs> they pull me back in, or I pull them back in. <laughs> 
<sighs> Paul makes it yeah. sound like you're going the wrong way round as well. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yes, back to the boy with the glasses who wanted help with cadaver from the Bitmap Brothers. He couldn't beat the dragon. He'd been trying for fucking ages and he couldn't do it. And I, I love Bitmap Brothers games. They're just fucking beautiful. Like, uh, beautiful pixel art. Uh, there's a book out there dedicated to their work, and I, I would love to get that because there's fucking gorgeous games. I'd love to. It's probably really expensive at this point. I've missed the boat, but yeah. If anyone's <laughs> listening and want to send me one, Caroline. Uh, <laughs> Christmas is coming up. <laughs> yeah, that would be it. <laughs> it just doesn't hear the bubble. Oh, we're supposed to be talking about the game, aren't we? I'm <laughs> just plugging for Christmas presents at this point. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Games Master said it required casting two spells before you fought the dragon. Honestly, can't tell how he didn't work this out because one of the spells was a fire shield and the other one was called Massacre. Context clues should have been enough here. Fire, you know, fire shield against a dragon? Mm, maybe. <laughs> Will Massacre help me kill him? I guess. <laughs> it's just, yeah, but he, he wasn't a dick to him this time. Like, he's been dicks to people in the past, like, when it's been a really obvious solution but maybe cadaver is just a really fucking hard game and maybe. by this point just it's just demoralized you completely i can understand <laughs> that i played he's, Elden a, he's a bit off. sassy with the next kid oh yeah he is yeah yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah the next kid comes he wants help with uh, the teenage mutant ninja turtles on the, the nintendo yeah uh, on level three and games master is a real dick about this <laughs> he's not even helpful his advice amounts to just explaining the objective of the level well he, so his, yeah. his advice is Basically, to complete the level, you must complete the level. Yes. It's fucking worthless. There's no <laughs> strategy. He didn't give any advice. He was like Julian, so need a bit of luck. <laughs> Even at the start of this, he was like, my, my, you're a bit behind, aren't you? It's like, all right, yeah, there's no like, time limit on this. Yeah, there's, there's kids that have come on games. Come on, games. This series, man, it's broken us. There's kids that have appeared on this section that have been looking for help on much older games than this, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just being a dick for no reason, just because the kid's stuck on a level. It's. uh, Just leave him alone. Like, tell him something that's helpful. Don't just tell him to rescue Splinter. He knows what he's. (laughs) Surely he knows that he has to do that. It's fucking... Oh, and there was a butt plug at the end of this section. I did yes. spot that. Yes. Didn't see if it was more sophisticated in its animation. Oh, you will. The... God damn <laughs> we, we will resume butt plug watch next time. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be in the <sighs> corrections, isn't it, at the start? It's going to be in the... I'm going to have to put in the corrections because I can't be doing this every week. <sighs> the final challenge was here, and Games Master said after that frenzied stroke play... Now he's fucking getting in on it. Yeah, why? Why? It's just like a disease that's just spreading through the show. The fucking Games Master is making wanking jokes. It's, it's, I've just, uh, they're beating me at this point. (laughs) Beating me into submission. (sighs) I expect this from Dominic, and I almost want it from Dominic, because, like, he does it very well, even when it makes no fucking sense. (laughs) Like, you can at least see he was trying. Come on, Games Master, have a bit of fucking <laughs> dignity. Please stop saying come on things. And to make matters worse, the book plug animation was a key <laughs> <while> he said it. <laughs> Such a lusty show. He is really on it, this one. So the game in question was Zoom. I haven't the faintest fucking clue what this game is. Good, um, me neither. I, I've never played it. Nope. He explained how you play the game, and I still didn't understand what they were supposed to be doing. It's like... I used to play this game with my grandma when I was a kid, and it's like, 
you know, you have like you try and make squares on a paper, and then you put like your initials in it, so you draw the lines, and you can try and block people off and stuff like that. It was looked like it was kind of like that, maybe, but like a little puzzle game. Yeah, that makes sense actually. I think I've played that. But yeah. The way they explained it on the game didn't make any sense to me, <laughs> and. It was, apparently, it was the first person to make it to the very end wins. And this was interesting because they were using having three people competing against each other for the joystick. Yeah, and they picked them and, from the audience as well. They didn't have people, yeah. like, come on specific. Maybe they're just, like, all the kids are so nervous now. We've seen from the last two that they're just like, all right, we'll just get them from the audience. And then they won't have yes. time to think about it and stuff. It's a, it's a crapshoot, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this is the first time we've had people competing against each other. Dom called it a spunky challenge. A, a short, um, sharp spunky challenge. <laughs> Short, sharp, spunky challenge. I don't know why he needed to add those bits. Spunky would have been enough. Yeah. Because it's a short, sharp, spunky (laughs) challenge. He did need three people, and that's why, I guess, he was taking them from the audience. We got Scott, George, and Dula. Or Dolat, like Dominic seemed to keep changing (laughs) the pronunciation of this girl's name. (laughs) I I just wrote down both, just (laughs) because I didn't know what Dominic meant. And... Dominic, at this point, said he felt like it was a boy-girl-boy situation. And then he asked Scott to start and George could bring it up the rear. These are children, Dominic. Fucking hell. Did he, did he read the end of It, like, <laughs> like And just he had, like, a child orgy in his mind or something. I was like, come on, man, please. Stop saying that. This episode nearly destroyed me. Oh, yeah, yeah, same. <sighs> Maybe it's because Games Master made one and he was like, right, I'm not going to let that lie. I've got to top this. Have this. Yeah. I, I'm the guy who does the dirty jokes here, you fucker. I'm the professional. You are an amateur. <laughs> so once Scott started playing the game, because obviously Scott was up first, I started to understand how the game worked. Like, yeah. The explanation was terrible, but seeing it in practice, apparently I'm just a visual learner, I guess. But it just uh, it helped a lot. It was pretty tense. Uh, he got beat with uh, 24 seconds to go. So Dolat or Dole or Dule or whatever the fuck he was calling her. <laughs> uh, yeah, she she fucked it up uh, with 35 seconds left. So yeah, she was coming in second at the very least. And Dominic is harsh on both of these kids as well. He describes Scott as having a lackluster performance. And then... Tell yeah. what he meant there. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says to uh, the other guy on commentary, he's like, was there anything pos- uh, positive about her performance? Like, jeez, Dominic, calm down. Like, it's like he's stealing the Games Master bit now because the Games Master stole his innuendo. Yeah, he's just being a dick for no reason. He's usually really nice to these yeah. kids. Like, he's usually like quite pally and chummy, but... It did feel like he was just saying, oh, well, you can play that game, you fucker. <laughs> so yeah, uh, George, he, he brought it up the rear, as he would. He arrived in a shirt that was clearly not allowed to be shown on TV because it was blurred to fuck. Uh, he must have had, like, they could, why didn't they just make him take it off? I guess because the church was fucking freezing and <laughs> the kid <laughs> freeze to death in there. So yeah, George, George was doing really well. Like, he looked like he was going to smash it. Some close calls, but he was really, he was always pulling it out of the bag like at the last second, and then he died with two seconds left. Oh, it was so, so good, so close. And then Dominic said he felt unfulfilled. Yeah, yeah. He just just really going for it on this one. And then he called them all planks. Yeah, he called them out. I had a question about it. Did he call them planks? And I'm glad he said that because I was like, I, I was trying to work. We said something else. And I was just mishearing him. I was like, don't. Why are you calling them that? Come on. They've already been embarrassed on national television. Come on. Yeah, yeah. And like, it's it just laid into them the whole challenge and then just finished it off with that. Just a real downer. And this was like the first week where everybody <laughs> failed. Yeah, with a clean sweep. It was horrible. It was. There's a lot of dirty jokes, like more aggressively dirty than week one. 
and it was like the exact opposite of week one where everybody won now everybody lost and i don't know how to feel about that do you know what i, I actually felt unfulfilled so i think i can forgive dominic for that one because it's true that's exactly how i felt afterwards yeah because i remember feeling not getting to see the golden joystick maybe i'm just got like a pavlovian <laughs> thing about it still as a kid i want to see the golden joystick even if it does come with the risk of a hard-on joke i <laughs> I missed seeing the golden joystick. It's a shame um, the tennis person didn't get one. Like, she won oh, the challenge. Oh, she did get one. She did get one. She, oh, she did? Oh, okay, she did, good. yeah. Because I think he made a m- remark about it joining all of her trophies. <laughs> I'm sure it didn't. I mean, he's made worse jokes, to be fair, so that's all right. Yeah, he, yeah. Th- I think that's what he did instead of a wanking joke. I think like, he just had to like, say something really asinine and like small talk bullshit <laughs> that you'd say to someone that you don't really know. Uh, I wouldn't know really if she still got it. We need to find her on Twitter or something and ask. Yeah, try and find her while Twitter's still around. (laughs) (laughs) That was Games Master Series 1, Episode 3, and that was another really good episode, even if every challenge you like just ate shit the entire time. (laughs) Yeah, obviously we had the downer of uh, none of the kids winning the challenges this week, and that was a bit of a shame. But I I did feel a little worn down from all the innuendo, because it was just non-stop and constant maybe it just caught me off guard because you know there were so many so maybe i'll be more prepared next week but like yeah you know like if we're gonna put it in dominic diamond terms it's like the first two episodes were like a pearl necklace and this week was like a fucking bukkake so i just i just it was just a lot you know um but the challenges were still exciting i was still invested in all of them uh there were still butt plugs and, you know, I still could have binged a few more episodes after this because it is just such an easy watch. So, yeah, it, it caught me off guard a little bit because of the, the t- general tone of the episode. But, yeah, it's still really good. I think because last week was relatively subdued, coming back even stronger this week, it was, it was kind of like getting them doing like a faint and then punching you in the stomach like really hard. <laughs> yeah. like you just weren't expecting it. It's like I missed a bunch of them just because I was just getting worn down by the ones I did pick up <laughs> yeah. on. Was, was I'm sure we both missed do. some. There was just so yeah. many. Like, oh. Maybe one day we'll do like a redux and like go back and like check all of the wanking jokes oh, that we missed. No, please, no, I can't no. do that. There's, there's so many episodes <laughs> still to do. I can't do it. Oh, I'm, I'm willing to do a super edit of all of them, you know, just one after the other, but that's it. That was uh, that was us for Games Master Revisited. Thank you again for joining us. Before we go, I'm just going to take the moment to call out the person that gave us a one star on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> you, you fucking shithead. Uh, if you still hate listening to us by any chance, please do get in touch and let us know what episode inspired this rating. Uh, are you mad that we loved Cyberpunk 2077? Are you mad that one quarter of us didn't love God of War? Are you staunchly against wanking or wanking jokes? <laughs> Whatever it is, do let us know so we can take on your criticism and double down on it. <laughs> you can get in touch by one of these methods, uh, <laughs> by Twitter or Instagram at oneuppod. That's one U-P-P odd. You can also find us on the, the internet on oneuppod.com. You can find me on Twitter at truly underscore defective, assuming Twitter still exists by then. All right, I won't be on Mastodon. I'm not doing that. I'm just saying that now. Uh, oh. <laughs> and, um, Hello there, Chip. <laughs> Chip, how can we find you? There's no way I'm giving my socials after that. I don't want some troll coming after me online. Give bashes away. No, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> They'll come after me because I'm the one that called them out. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Pricks. Well, I'm, 
at the Chip Thompson on Twitter or Chip Thompson's Thumbs on Twitch. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks for another Games Master Revisited. So don't forget to get a life and just take it easy on the wanking jokes for God's <laughs> sake. And then play some video games. <laughs>